Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Court today on C103. Call Patricia with your comment. 1850-333-103. And Jane Pickett of the Islandwood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket, part of the Mill Street Veterinary Group, uh, joining me for our pet section this week. Good afternoon to you, Jane. Good afternoon, Patricia. And you are very welcome. Let's get straight into uh, questions. Hi, a question for Jane, the vet, please. I have a Labrador who's pregnant. She's due next week. I've been giving her cod liver oil with her food. Any other supplements we should be thinking about? I know calcium, once she has the pups, is important. And I'll start her on puppy food. But I'm just wondering, is there anything else we could be giving her in the final stages of pregnancy? Yeah, this is a really good question. So I think the main thing is that we have a nice, good quality plane of nutrition and quite high calories as well, because there's not just a little mum who's going to be burning off all those calories, but all the pups as well. And she's leading up to kind of a big event in her life, as it were. So she needs all the energy she can get. What I would say is I will be a little bit cautious about making any drastic changes, given that we're quite close to the due date if it's just a week away. Um, so what I would say is that if this is, you know, if, if let's say it would cause a big change in diet to change onto a puppy food, for example, I, I would just keep everything very similar at the moment, just maybe feed a little bit more of her own food. Now, in an ideal world, what I would normally say is that um, ladies who are just about to have their pup should be on a whelping diet or a puppy food. So something really high calorie, essentially high calorie and a good balanced diet. So we need um, all the correct minerals in there. So the right balance of calcium and phosphorus um, so that the, the growing puppies can grow nice, strong bones. Um, so in an ideal world on a high calorie food. Now, if that's the case at the moment, then great. That's fabulous. If you're on a puppy or a whelping diet, that's fabulous. If you're not at the moment, I'd be a little bit hesitant to go changing if you're only a week out from the due date. It might be better just to make sure that she gets maybe an extra little meal in the day so that you're topping up her calorie count if she's just on a normal dog food. It might be worth speaking to your local vet as well, just in case there is any, let's say, multivitamin supplements or let's say uh, high calorie bases they can give you that they, on balance, given your own dog situation, they'll know you and your, your dog best. Um, if there might be any, let's say, supplements that will be useful. So sometimes we have multivitamin or higher calorie supplements, almost like a tonic, um, just to make sure that they have everything they need for those final days. Um, but the main thing really is just a nice balanced diet. And leading up into the day as well, just make sure there's some really nice and uh, quiet and set up um, for the birthing of the pups. Um, so if you've had 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 a lady who's been having pups before, you'll you'll know the drill. But if you ha- if this is the first time you will have had pups in the household. 
it's probably worth doing a little bit of research. And if you have any uncertainty or questions, ring your local vet just to chat things through because it's always best to know the signs of when things are going right, but also when your little lady might need a little bit of help as well. So it's just really important. But to ge- generally speaking, nature and animals are great. Generally speaking, oh, they, they'll deliver themselves without any interference. Just do you leave them alone generally? Is that the advice? Generally, leave them alone, but keep an eye is the way to go. Um, so a lot of the time, if we interfere a lot or disrupt a lot unnecessarily, then that can sometimes be counterproductive and slow things down for them. Um, but likewise, we need to keep a, a weather eye on them and make sure they're doing OK. So the one thing I would say is to anybody out there, if, if you're have pups if you have a lady that's in pup at the moment or if you don't or if you're considering having one of your dogs have pups the one thing I would say is it's not something to be entered into lightly there's a lot of pups out there and I know at the moment let's say with um, the demand for pups increasing a lot of people are considering um, if they have a young little lady dog having having a litter of pups out of her the one thing I would say is in the vast majority of situations that's not a suitable thing to do um because it's something you need to be really well set up for it's something you need to have thought through all the mechanics of um all the risks all the benefits and it's really quite a lot of work it's not it's not although we kind of let nature take its course it really is quite high maintenance in another sense so it's not not something to be entered into lightly um so i, I would say it would be something if you're listening to this and you, you think it sounds very idyllic the one thing i would say is it's it's actually really really hard work yeah so if you have any any considerations it's best to speak to your vet about it yeah and to everybody else dogs are not for Christmas please bear that in mind I know the ISPCA were out uh, only only this week warning people don't don't consider uh, getting a a dog for Christmas and actually I heard of somebody else who uh, I I couldn't believe that the advice had to be even given Uh, the advice was don't surprise somebody with a pup oh absolutely Uh, not how anyone would even think think that that's appropriate yeah, that's the thing. Like you have to think it's it's a little life you're holding in your hands and there's the responsibility not just of over Christmas time and next summer and all the fun times where it might be useful to have a pup around or entertainment for the kids. You're signing up to 10 to 15 years of companionship. Yes, and that would be lovely. But 10 to 15 years of responsibility and the financial side of that responsibility as well. So I think we're all really concerned. As a profession, I know that as a, we're very concerned about like a lot of the pups that have gone into homes, particularly over lockdown and now heading into Christmas and we're still kind of I suppose half in lockdown to a degree we're really concerned that in another six months these puppies may have let's say entered into houses that we may not have been prepared for the responsibility and may not have really understood what they were taking on when they were let's say in a lockdown environment where they would have had a lot more time in their hands and now everybody's back at work so we're very concerned that there's going to be a big uprise in dog things surrendered or needing rehoming so no dogs for Christmas Yeah I heard about the dog yesterday it was on TV that was uh, surrendered during lockdown they they got a St. Bernard didn't realise how big the dog would get a St. Bernard mm-hmm. yeah. they're huge yeah. dogs huge dogs <laughs> massive okay Laura yeah. has been on to us a fully trained two year old cat uh, he's uh, this started yesterday peed up against the real Christmas tree uh, she said why would he be doing that <laughs> He's decided he probably likes the Christmas tree and is trying to mark it as his territory. Uh, this is a really common problem. I'm, I, I'm laughing, but my heart goes out to you. It's really tough, actually, having uh, Christmas decorations in around, particularly young pets that may not have experienced a lot of Christmas goings on before. The natural uh, instinct of a lot of cats and some dogs is, um, here's a nice big tree in my living room. I'll just pee on it. Best thing to do is 
try not to leave them unsupervised with the tree, both for their own safety as well as, as the inconvenience for you. Nobody wants pee all over the tree, but also likewise, the tree generally comes with a lot of decorations that are easily chewed and swallowed. So it's really important not to leave your pet, uh, cat and or dog, because you'd be surprised what they can all swallow uh, unsupervised with the tree. The one thing I would say is if your cat has peed on the tree, it may be very difficult to get the smell away. And once he's done it once, he's likely to do it again. Sometimes it can be that they're wanting to mark their territory. And that's really, really quite a normal behavior, although really inconvenient for you and your tree. But the one thing I would say is sometimes it can actually be um, what we call stress spraying. So they could sometimes spray urine uh, if they're a little bit stressed um, uh, with environmental change. And, and for a little cat, would you believe it? Putting a, a Christmas tree inside in the hall or the living room is a big environmental change for them. They have all these smells, all these shiny objects. Some of them think it's great fun, but others can be a little bit stressful. Cats are, are really, really astute creatures to the point where if you move if you move a sofa like two inches to the left, they'll decide that something major has changed and they need to get stressed out about it. So you can imagine the gravity of having Christmas decorations everywhere for a little cat. One thing I would say is just try and keep everything quite calm. I know the temptation is, you know, we're all trying to celebrate Christmas a little bit earlier this year to add some joy into the world. But um, just make sure it's reasonably calm. Um, if there's not normally a lot of music on the house, just try and you know, break it in slowly if you're about to put the Christmas tunes on. And sometimes it might be worth speaking to your vet about whether it's worth putting a pheromone adapter in. So there's lots of different ones on the market. There's Pet Remedy, Feliway. Basically, they're based on happy cat smells. Um, so it's essentially something that they they smell in the air we can't smell it at all but it can it can chill them out a little bit so environmental chain may, may not be such a shock to the system but um as for the pee clean it really well clean it with a pet safe detergent um, and try and limit your cat's access to the area so that you don't have a repeat performance and of course so the, cat, the cat the cat thinks that's a tree from outside because they've got that wonderful oh, yeah. smell we all yeah, love yeah. the smell of a real christmas tree he thinks it's just it's in the garden Oh, he probably thinks he's got all of the luck in the world that the great outdoors has been bought inside for himself. He doesn't even have to go out in the cold anymore. Yeah, and it's, yeah and it's, it's, it's been cold this week. And Mary in yeah. Skibbereen, question please uh, for Jane. She has a, a, a dog with what she describes as a dry cough. She's had the dog to the vet. Uh, the vet gave tablets, but they don't seem to have worked. Uh, the dog is 13 years old. She's wondering, is there an injection that the vet could give to stop a dry cough in an older dog? Hmm. This is a really difficult one, mainly because there's a number of things that could be causing a dry cough. Sometimes it could be as simple as, let's say, a sensitive airway. So a little bit of inflammation in older airways is quite common sometimes. And it's something that could be treated and managed. Sometimes even a, chair, a change in the weather, air, humidity, temperature can sometimes kick off a little cough in a dog that might have underlying inflammation in his lungs. However, it could be something like an infection. It could be a change in how flexible the airways are. It could be some inflammation that needs to be dealt with. It could be a number of things. It could even be, let's say, a problem with the heart. Now, I don't want to scare or, or call her by saying all of these things because the best person to judge this is your vet. And I think the main thing I would say is if these tablets haven't worked as vets, sometimes what we can do is, is take things step by step. And what we'll, what we'll do initially as part of our treatment plan may not always hit the nail on the head. Sometimes we may need to do more diagnostics. But what I would say is the main thing I would do here is, is trust your vet. Go back to them and just tell them what's happened. Tell them that, you know, if this, these tablets haven't quite settled down the, the cough and you're noticing the cough at these times of day and it sounds like this, they'll re-examine and they may need you to 
you know, be involved in more diagnostics, so some x-rays or maybe a little scope, um, or they may need to try an alternative course of treatment. So I think the really important thing is to visit your vet again and don't lose faith. Just let them know that there, there will be, o- there will be other treatments. Yeah, there will be other treatments. Exactly. Okay, we'll talk next week. Thank you for that and have a lovely week. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> Bye-bye. Uh, Jane Pickett of the Islandwood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket, part of the Mill Street uh, Veterinary uh, Group. Let me a lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.